You're listening to Now I've Heard Everything, presenting interviews with famous, fascinating, influential personalities from the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. You want whoever's flying the airplane to be older than you. You want him to be Walter Cronkite, and helping him would be Eric Severide. You know? And instead, it's like the Beastie Boys. These, they're, like they're, they're raising money for their class trip. You know, We're going to fly a plane today. Pulitzer Prize-winning humor columnist Dave Barry. Today on Now I've Heard Everything, I'm Bill Thompson. You know, if he had wanted to, Dave Barry probably could have been a very successful stand-up comedian. Instead, he turned his talents to writing. He wrote a humor column for many, many years, Pulitzer Prize-winning humor column for many years, and he wrote books, lots and lots of books. In fact, over about a 20-year period, I must have interviewed him probably close to 20 times. Now, two of those interviews stand out, including the one you're about to hear. It was for his 1990 book called Dave Barry Turns 40. If you remember that sitcom Dave's World starring Harry Anderson, yeah, that was based in part on this book, Dave Barry Turns 40. So, here now, from 1990, Dave Barry. Now, if I minute, you were 40 last time you were here, weren't you, a year ago? <laughs> yes, I was. I, you, was you, I was 41 when I came here a year ago. I was 40 the year before that when I came here. If I'm not getting too far ahead of you on, <laughs> on the math here, but before that I was 39. You know, an interesting thing, before that I was 38, and, and it's been that kind of a life for me. What do I see ahead? 43. What lies ahead for Dave? Yeah. Should this not have been called Dave Barry Turned 40? This has sort of a present yes. tense about it. Well, that, uh... Stop the present! <laughs> yeah. No, I, um, I don't write the titles. If I, see, if I wrote the titles, they wouldn't always say Dave Barry this David. Because I, I feel like Donald Trump, all the books I have. But that's, the publisher picks the names. They, they, so they always put my name in the title. No need to worry. If I wrote the Brothers Karamasa, my publisher would say Dave Barry's Brothers Karamasa. <laughs> When I see if I had known that you were that old one who were last here, I would have charged you the elder tax, but uh, I haven't. I... Well, just how old a fellow are you? Yes. Now, as to my next question. <laughs> and where's your book, <laughs> Mr. Interview the Author? <laughs> what kind of changes take place? What, what, what do those of us who are not yet 40 have to look forward to? Well, ultimately death. Um, <laughs> but before that, a lot of bad things will happen. Um, well, there's there's male pattern baldness. I'm not necessarily staring at your forehead when I say this, but <laughs> that's a big problem that comes along for guys. Not me, of course, but a lot of guys have that problem and uh, try to deal with it uh, by growing a, a real like sideburn from hell on one side <laughs> of their head, and then it must take them hours to arranging it, probably with rubber cement, right? You know, in parallel hairlines across about you know, each hair about an eighth of an inch from each other hair, creating an effect that. Uh, they probably think looks extremely good. And it does look really terrific to anyone who has been blind since birth. To anyone normal, abnormal, or even close to normal vision. In fact, anyone who can read Braille would tell you that it's not really a very natural kind of a look, hairstyle look. But isn't it So true? stop it, men. <laughs> isn't it true what, uh, what someone had once said that life yes. begins at 40? <laughs> but, you know, whoever said that was probably close to 90. That's the only <laughs> and, and it lost a lot of brain function is my feeling. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm 40, and my life certainly didn't begin then. <laughs> I'm 42. My life started probably around 15, 16 year old, years of age, old of age. <laughs> and ended shortly thereafter. <laughs> That's right. Well, what do you suppose they had in mind then when they said, well, what is there that it, when you look back at 40, looks so attractive that when you look ahead to 40, looks so ominous? 
Boy, that's a complicated question. <laughs> I don't know. I I do know that, and you probably noticed this, that you always think old is you know approximately ten years older than you are. I was when I when I, I can remember very recently arguing at age twenty one with a bunch of friends that clearly we had all passed our our physical and intellectual primes, and you know that that was so obvious to me then. You know now I think that I'm not even close. You know I'm still peaking. I feel at forty. What is what is what is middle age? That's in between uh, young age and older. <laughs> do you do no research at all? You just come in and you're willing to sacrifice your reputation and everything for questions like that. When when, when you once you slide past forty, yes. then forty is no longer so middle ageish, is it? No, no. But I still feel. I mean, I I think because I'm maybe it's because I'm immature, but I really think it's not. I think it's that. When you're the the big problem is that um, whatever age you are, you're still sort of convinced you're not quite an adult yet. At least maybe, or maybe that's just our pathetic generation that feels that way. But so I always think everyone should be older than I am, and it's very hard for me to accept at 42 that I'm actually older than a lot of people now. Like many, many, many people, I'm older. Than, most people, I'm like most of New York older Mets. than like uh, you know Maggie Thatcher probably. <laughs> we really compare driver's licenses, and and. It alarms me, like, to see people in response positions of responsibility who are my age or younger, because I know that I know that I'm my I'm I am my age, for example, and um, I certainly don't want to be in a position of responsibility. And when you get on like an airplane, you want whoever's flying the airplane to be older than you. You want him to be Walter Cronkite, and helping him would be Eric Severide, you know. And um, and instead, it's like the Beastie Boys. Up there. <laughs> These, they, they're like they're they're raising money for their class trip. You know, we're gonna fly a plane today. You know, and, and I don't like I don't want I want old people, older people, meaning older than me, people always in positions of authority. That'll be just a rule. The voting age should be older than me. <laughs> Are there certain things that you have done all your life until you reach forty that once you reach forty, you can't you 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 can't do anymore? Yeah, eat. You just have you noticed that? <laughs> at, at, with my body, um, it, and I think everybody's body is like this, is, is it, it seems to feel, my body seems to feel that now it's very important to save all the fat for something. You know, my body's saving it up for something, like a party it's going to hold, or, you know, and it, and it won't tell me what, and I can't get through to it, you know. Stop saving fat. We're not going to need it. You know, down the road there will always be food. We could always stop at a 7-Eleven if we have to and take on more fat, you know. You don't need to say that. Because I know that when I was younger, uh, it didn't matter what I ate. I ate mainly Slim Jims for approximately a decade of my life. And it had no effect on my body whatsoever. And now um, I have to, you know, fast intensively just to make sure I can get through uh, revolving doors regularly. <laughs> but it's, so much of it is mental, isn't it? If you think you're getting older, you'll, you're, you're, you're older. But if you, still think that you're, if you still think like a 21-year-old, you'll be a 21-year-old, won't you? Yeah, but I think a lot of the reason, you know, when I, I thought like a 21-year-old had to do with beer. I can still do it any time. But since I, you know, I wake up in the morning, you know, and haven't had a, had, had a beer yet, um, I mean, this is really early. <laughs> um, then I feel like I'll feel older, yeah. I think everything takes longer. And, and I get crankier, crankier at my kid. You know, kids will make you feel old. Right? You have kids? Mm-hmm. So you know. Do you, you know. do you remember the first time you shouted up the stairs, turn that down? Turn it, yeah, yeah. Or, do you want to put somebody's eye out? <laughs> the first time I said that, 
actually like in, in a cartoon, double take, you know, did I just ask that? Because <laughs> I used to just die with laughter when my mother would say stuff like that. And I go, yeah, Mom, we do. You know? <laughs> of course. After this short break, who ages more gracefully after 40, men or women? Now back to my 1990 interview with Dave Barry. And music. Yeah, well, the, the turning down. I, um, because I thought of myself as a terminal, terminally hip dude, music-wise. You know? I mean, I was actually in a rock and roll band. You know? <laughs> and um, we had a lava lamp. You know? We had a black light. We were beyond hip. And, um, and all I've ever listened to since the 60s is music from the 60s, you know, and, which is easy to do because there's 9 million stations, mm -hmm. which, which if you actually go see the DJs in, you know, like they're, they're, they're 257 pound guys with, with gray beards. You know? <laughs> hey, you know, I got a little, you know, uh, Doobie Brothers coming up for you. And now, most of the Doobie Brothers, I believe, are now deceased. <laughs> like one Doobie left. They're probably on a, on a, in, a, in a preserve somewhere, you know. And, um, but I, I thought that's still hip. You know, that's cool, the Doobie Brothers, you know. And now, when I have a nine-year-old son who just cannot believe how dorky the music is that I listen to, and who, who openly ridicules my, uh, my, my choice in radio buttons in the car. Fortunately, I'm still stronger than he is. My nine-year-old daughter asked me if she could have a Richard Marks CD, and I, Richard Marks? Who's Richard Marks? I've never heard of this Richard Marks. I have all. I've heard of the Marks Brothers, <laughs> but I've never heard of this. One of that, that's yeah. a frightening thought, though, to think that your kids are now... The, I remember when I was nine, ten years old, it just seems like yesterday. And now, gee. Well, you, you, you lost a lot of years because of the drug problem. But <laughs> I think even the rest of us have had... Um, but yeah, I was on a, a television on the Pat Sajak show, which you know, and was crashing and burning at the time. And I certainly didn't help, I don't think. <laughs> but I was on it, and, and sitting next to me was this guy, person named Michael Damien, who was wearing pants made out of four pants molecules, you know what I mean? And had, and I'm, I was in when they did his hair, when he did his hair, and it was, there was, you know, all of Libya, you know, a month of production of all of Libya was what was involved, a petrochemical output, and it was involved in his hair. And um, he was unbelievably popular. There were many, many um, nubile young women in the audience screaming and not for me. You don't get that as a humor columnist. You know, you just don't get the panties hurled at you the way, you know. <laughs> and um, you get like, you know, bookmarks. Now, I was, do, do you find as as you get, you know, those little cards that fall out of the magazines when you're going through, do you find... Why do they do that? <laughs> okay. First of all, the men, let's go back, let's review. The men who are putting their strands parallel over their heads to cover the baldness, stop it. The people who are putting those damn cards in the magazines, stop it right now. We hate it. And sometimes, like, you can actually see them when you, when the cards fall out, you know, and then you throw them on the on the um, in the wastebasket or whatever. Mm -hmm. At night, they come back out, <laughs> and creep back in, and hide in your magazine. Again. Some the newer magazines are actually going to be all cards inside. There are no articles or anything. You just open the magazine, and hundreds of cards <laughs> will fall out. But do you find yourself once you turn forty? Do you find yourself paying more attention to the cards that offer a subscription to modern maturity and Reader's Digest? No, but I, I do pay a tremendous amount of attention now to gum diagrams. You know, have you, ever, when the, you know the, the gingivitis one where they show these 
healthy gums and and and, the, and, the, and these gums that look like um, they were a special effect in, in um in, you know the job at the huts gums is what they <laughs> and you um and I look at those and I'm thinking which gum is me you know <laughs> yeah and you want to ask the person next to you in the airline seat excuse me could you just look at my gums for just <laughs> and I did not used to worry about stuff like that not at all I used to worry about nuclear war but now I'm really you know. I'm not as worried about nuclear How's war. How's gingivitis? Yeah. Who do you think? Because nuclear war is quick. And your teeth, you know, if your teeth are going to fall out, you'll probably be dead when it happens anyway. <laughs> the gingivitis is a painful thing. <laughs> who loses more of their sex appeal after 40, men or women? Well, it depends who you are. If you're a man, women lose their sex appeal more. If you're a woman, man, men lose their sex appeal more. It's actually, I just want to clarify something here about sex because people think that just because you're getting older... That you not, you don't have that lust that you used to have when you were seventeen. But truth is, you are just as lustful as you ever were towards seventeen-year-olds. It's it's people your own age you have a problem with, and that's I blame the advertising industry for that, which because you know, it generally makes the process of aging look as appealing as death by maggot. And they have uh, the, the the old person comes, elderly person comes into the drugstore and says to the pharmacist, "Hi, Bob." And, Farmer says, "Hi, Mr. Johnson. What's wrong today?" <laughs> Bob, I've got a heck of a set of hemorrhoids. And Mr. Johnson says, "Could you say that a little louder, Mr. Johnson? I don't think everyone in the entire store heard that." You know, so it just doesn't seem like a fun thing. Getting older doesn't ha- doesn't have any, that attract. But um, I'm I think that you can have really not you personally. <laughs> I think you're pretty much out of it at this point. But a lot of people could have a, a healthy sex life um, well into their uh, 90s, 100s. I think the the ultimate example of that would be Job in the Bible who continued to have children uh, when he was four and 500 years old. Um, But isn't growing old going to be fashionable now that the baby boomers are turning 40? And most most of us are. We are within, if we're not 40 yet or, or a little bit beyond, we're just about 40. Yeah, and that's a little scary because we've done an so tastelessly up to this point everything we've done we managed to draw so much that when we start to have like you know personal continence problems you know and we start coming out with like designer diapers and stuff like that. that's what i'm worried about you know or, or um but even if you really swoopy things. walkers you know we're gonna, <laughs> you know uh, that's what worries me but even if you wear those fancy diapers who knows unless you go do a commercial for them well, don't you love those commercials? Like, <laughs> say, is this was this person living in a an appliance carton that he needed the money that bad? You know, he's kind of kind of go on, and you know, I don't know. I, I'm always struck by when they have you know ads, and there's a person st- there, and this person probably had to know that his face was going to appear on millions of television screens, and under it, in great big capital letters, it says "Hemorrhoid Sufferer." You know, I think how can well. Look, it's Grandpa. <laughs> so I on TV today, bud. You were good, you know. <laughs> now, you know I was, By the way, how you doing? I was going to ask you. The, 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 you got a nice vacationing type picture on the on the on the cover here. Uh, where do 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 your tastes in vacation traveling uh, become different after you? I mean, you know, I'm in, still with the, with the kids. You know, we're in the Disneyland mode. But after forty, do you do your tastes in where to go on vacation change? Yeah, you want to go to more and more places where um, your child can't go with you. <laughs> you know, so I guess you sort of get over that phase of you know going with your child, and sometimes you'll actually go to like Paris because it's easier to lose them in the subway. <laughs> you know, you just sprint down, 
you know, they reach a point in life, you know, nine, ten years old, and it's time for them to learn to fend for themselves in a foreign capital. And um, I think the 40s is that time. <laughs> Dave Barry is a little older than 40 now. In fact, his birthday tomorrow will be his 74th. His last book was published in 2019. And you can find easy Amazon links to some of Dave Barry's books at our website, HeardEverything.com. Oh, and while you're at HeardEverything.com, check out my 2005 interview with Lewis Black. If you've been going to meet somebody and you think that you're going to be working with that person again, you don't tell that person to go do a few bad words. <laughs> you don't do that, okay? That's something that, that'll come back to haunt you, <laughs> apparently. And my 2013 interview with Jim Gaffigan. You know, it's interesting, the large family thing. And, you know, obviously we've jumped the shark in many ways. There's a curiosity about how many kids people have. And, of course, we post new episodes of Now I've Heard Everything here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And you can find us on all major podcast platforms. And thank you so much for listening. Next time on Now I've Heard Everything, 4th of July weekend, what could be more American than hot dogs and barbecues and fireworks and apple pie and, of course, baseball? So you'll hear my 1994 interview with St. Louis Cardinals Hall of Fame pitcher Bob Gibson. When they mention me, they usually mention Drysdale, but I was the meaner of the two, just the way I looked on the mound. Well, I'm not so sure that I looked any meaner than Drysdale. That's next time on Now I've Heard Everything. I'm Bill Thompson. Bill Thompson.